Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to um, our inaugural mini episode. Um, quick sip, sip episode. I don't know. We have not yeah, decided on Yeah, we need name. your help, guys. We'll uh, get there. We'll get there the eventually. So <laughs> a sip episode. <laughs> I think that's cute. I like it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so this is our new uh, series we're adding to CrushCast, and Allie's kicking it off uh, with something pretty fun. Yeah, so we we're today. <laughs> we're starting this off, uh, kind of getting back to the basics. So for the first five of these mini episodes are part of our wine fundamentals um, series. Um, so since we're kind of keeping these short and sweet, we can jump into it. I am currently sipping on this um, Chianti Classico 2016. I had actually Coravined this last weekend um, in the interest of moist January or whatever we're calling it. Ew. Um, <laughs> and then, drought, drought tolerant. Drought like. tolerant. That's yeah. actually one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, I corvid it last weekend, and then my roommate and I each had a glass last night, and now this is like the end of it. But that's what I'm sipping on. Maybe I have um, a bottle of our Camptal Gruner without a label because <laughs> I wanted a glass of wine a couple of days ago, and it's just been in my fridge, and it's probably okay. absolutely fine. I think we'll find out. <laughs> I did not corvid it. Uh, this wine is pretty high in acid and it can last up to a week in the fridge i've come to experience um though within a day or two it's probably you know better <laughs> better um uh but yeah it's pretty this pretty. is uh ours it's in our wine stop our wine shop and we did talk about it on our last podcast i was so like we just featured that. i'm not gonna is that like, what that push on that at all yes okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not i don't think so i think i just opened it and i can't remember well you gotta keep track of that too Anyway, um, we're going to start things off with some wine basics. So today I'm going to talk to you about basically about what wine grapes actually are, where they're grown, and then the primary styles for wine um, as like a kickoff for this whole series. So wine is an alcoholic beverage. It's made from fermented fruit juice. And that means that technically speaking, wine can be made from any fruit. So apples, cranberries, plums, whatever. Um, by and large, wine is made from grapes. And if you so if you just see wine on a label or any of the normal varieties that we have come to know, um, that means it's made out of grapes. Otherwise, they're going to say like plum wine or Herb Ertlinger's fruit wines. Mm. Um, you remembered how to say it. I can never I get did. it right. I'm like, <laughs> I am Ertlinger. not Moira. And I'm also <laughs> not yet had any alcohol today. Okay. Um, <laughs> so wine grapes um, or Vitis vinifera, if you want to get Latin about it, are smaller and sweeter than what you find in the grocery store. They also are going to have thicker skins and they contain more seeds or they contain seeds because most grocery store grapes don't. Um, officially, there are over 1300 wine grape varietals that are used in commercial wine production today, but there are only about 100 of those varietals that make up about 75% of the world's vineyards. So that's really just like a hundred grapes you have to memorize to be good at wine, right? Come on, guys, just a hundred. <laughs> I mean, I got at least like twenty down, like in just you know, 
<laughs> that's, that's not how learning about wine works. No. Um, so these special wine grapes aren't grown just anywhere. So grapevines only grow between the 30th and 50th parallels in each hemisphere. Um, so vines themselves start to grow when the temperatures reach about 50 degrees. And then when temperatures rise between 63 and 68, the vines start to flower. And it's those flowers that eventually become the grapes. Um, outside of outside of those boundaries, the temperatures are either too cold or too warm for grapes to actually survive. So in cold temperatures, grapes can't fully ripen. Um, they have to deal with like frosts, which can destroy the flowers and the berries, um, snow, things like that. And then in climates that are too warm, the grapes can actually ripen too quickly, which is going to create wines with really unpleasant flavors, very little freshness, maybe throw some humidity in there, which is not not wine's friend so it's not yeah they become like disease prone because of like different types of you know yeah mildew and things that like to grow um so even within those parallels like the 30th and 50th parallel in each hemisphere there's going to be a really wide range of factors that affect the grapes um, and the overall flavor of the wine they produce that's also why we have like specific wine regions that we talk about and why those regions are known for growing really specific grape varieties a lot of the time. So grapes that fri- thrive somewhere in like Southern Italy, or this is kind of central Italy, mm-hmm. um, if we're talking about this, are going to be really different than the grapes that call, for example, like the Northern reaches of Germany home. Um, that's also, that's, well, Austrian. I mean, it's close. <laughs> Just to like um, the Southeast, it's totally fine. Sure. Um, that's also, there's also a reason why you don't see like Indian wine or Irish wine on the market. It's just because those places are outside of those ranges. Um, Though with climate change, that might not always be the case, um, seeing as how there's now a burgeoning sparkling wine market popping up in England. You never know. Um, They do grow wine in India. There's like a research institute. Like they um, actually grow India. It's really interesting. Wine, not like they're distributing it or whatever, but it's kind of fascinating. They they do grow wine in a lot of places where you wouldn't expect wine to be able to grow. But I think sometimes it's like that where it's a research institute, and sometimes it's just like this. I don't know, a weird side project that's not going anywhere. (laughs) You know, they're like, well, we want to, and you're like, more power to you. Exactly. Good wine, commercial wine, wine you want to drink. It's grown in very specific places. Um, okay, so now you know what wine is, Vitis vinifera, that's the wine grapes. You know it only grows in particular climates around the world. So we kind of just want to wrap up this like basic section by talking about the main styles of wine that those grapes can produce. Okay. So obviously there's a lot of different wines out there, um, but by and large they fall into these nine different categories. And if you're just starting out, like if you're just getting into wine or you want to actually like learn more about wine, um, this is a really great place to start and just kind of go through these and try and taste at least one wine from each of these nine categories. That's a great jumping off point to kind of broaden your horizon and just get get a feel for what's out there. Um, So number one, sparkling wine. This is a favorite of ours for sure. If you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time or listened to either of us talk about wine, you'll know that. Or like the very first episode, it was about champagnes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we had to. Um, Typically, when people talk about wine, speaking of champagne, they when they talk about sparkling wine, they really go straight for champagne. And I don't blame them. Champagne has a has a big, big place in my heart. Um, Champagne is a great option, but it's also a really expensive choice. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about sparkling wine, there's kind of three main ways those wines are made. Um, The champagne method or the traditional method. So 
That's how we get champagne, of course. That's also how we get cremants, which are sparkling wines from different regions of France that aren't champagne, so they can't call it champagne. Um, that's also how cava is made, as well as most California sparkling wines. Um, the second method is the tank method or the charmant method. So this is the method that's used to make Prosecco. Perfect mimosa bubbles. Absolutely. Um, and then there's the ancestral method, which is how pet nuts are made. Um, so that's kind of an overview of that sparkling wine. That's the first style of wine you can find. Um, the next is light bodied white wines. So that's going to be wines like Sauvignon Blanc or Pinot Grigio. Um, those are, <laughs> that's, that's actually on my list. I was like, those are the main two I think that people think of. Um, and that's great. If you haven't tried either of those varieties, you definitely should try them. Um, they're easy to find, but you could also try other things like Albarino, um, Suave, and even Gruner Veltliner for this mm -hmm. category. Very good. Um, the next is full-bodied white wines. So basically the opposite of light-bodied white wines. Um, kind of a big difference here is those wines are typically aged in oak as opposed to stainless steel. This is not a hard and fast rule. Obviously, the Gruner that Julie is drinking was aged in oak, um, but it's still a lighter bodied wine. Um, so part of it has to do with aging process and part of it has to do with like the actual grape variety. Mm -hmm. um, the quintessential wine I would say for this category is Chardonnay, um, but I would also recommend trying something like Viognier or like a Roussan Marsan blend, or if you find one of those by themselves, that's great too. Um, type number three is uh, full, no, type number four, is aromatic white wines. Um, so that's kind of just like it sounds. These wines have really explosive, like perfumed aromas that basically jump out of the glass. It's you can like my glass is sitting right here. This far away from it, you could smell the wine coming out of the glass if you have a really aromatic white wine. So some examples of to try for this section are mm -hmm. Gewurztraminers, uh, Torontes, Moscato, and Rieslings. Um, number five is rosés. So rosés are made with red grapes. They have um, just a little bit of skin contact, which is why they are pink instead of fully red. And there's kind of two main methods people use to make rosés. So that is the maceration method where grapes are harvested to be made into a rosé. Um, and then they're just left on the skins for a little bit of time or the saunier method where the grapes are actually picked to be made into a red mm -hmm. wine and the rosé is just a byproduct of that fermentation. A little extra or that, something. <laughs> uh, production, yeah. Just a little extra. Um, okay, number six is light-bodied red wines. So light-bodied red wines are pale in color to the point where you can you can technically actually see through them if you tip tip your glass to the side and they're in your glass. You can actually like, you could read something through it. Um, the classic wine in this category is Pinot Noir. We also highly recommend you try Gamay. We have episodes about Gamay. We love Gamay. Um, number seven is medium bodied red wines. These wines tend to be really very balanced. Um, they tend to be really food friendly varieties. So ones to check out in this category are something like Grenache. You could do Sangiovese, which is what I'm drinking. Chianti is Sangiovese. Um, even a Merlot could usually falls into like this more medium bodied category, Cabernet Franc, which is another varietal that we love and Barbera are medium, medium bodied mm -hmm. red wines. And then number eight is full bodied red wines. So these are like the darkest and the most tannic of all the red wines. They tend to be really rich in color. They're so rich in color that you like can't see through them when you're in, they're in your glass. 
Um, and varieties in this category include Syrah, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Malbec are the kind of the top guys. And then um, category number nine is dessert wines. So there's a ton of different styles of dessert wines, but they kind of mainly break down into the into two different categories. So it's fortified wines or late harvest wines. Basically, all of these wines have a high degree of residual sugar. So they're they're sweet. They are purposely sweet. They taste sweet. Um, wines you want to try in this category are something like Port, uh, Sauternes, Vinsanto, Madeira. Those are kind of the main dessert wine guys mm-hmm. um and that's basically it that's that's the very very basics if you just stumbled into wine yesterday um that's what wine is what those grapes are where they grow and kind of the nine style categories that can be divided um that it can be divided into so you can kind of start your wine journey excellent Julie, did i miss anything i don't think so i mean you it's called basics for a reason, right? We're not going to go into like a little. Yeah, it's basic. Like I'm sure things. I said a ton of words that you might be like, what's that <laughs> about? Um, we will either cover that on a future episode or we already have in some of our more in-depth episodes. But yeah, and we'll continue our series on um, this to kick off. Yeah. Next month. Next, next minisode. Sipisode. Sipisode? Is that what we're going with? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> we need a name. We need a name. We have to we're working commit. on it. Um, <laughs> This gets well, released, it needs to be called something. Well, in light of that, uh, we'll get our thinking caps on and thank you for joining us. Yeah. For oh, we forgot to introduce ourselves. Minisode. Oh, shit. I'm Julie. Hey, I'm Allie. I talked for most of this. And we're Crush at Wine <laughs> Education. <laughs> and, and Crush Cast. And, and then cast. this has a name. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure this out. Hi, we're perfect. Anyways, uh, All right. as always, we end with a cheers, and I hope you have something delicious that you're sipping on. All right. All right. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Did that work? I don't know. I can I can hear it, but I'm here. What if we just go ding? No. <laughs> Find a way to splice it in. Thanks for listening to CrushCast. Our cover art is by Valerie Martin. Our intro music is by our very own Julie Cox. Check out our website at crushitwineshop.com for details on all of our episodes and more information on our classes and events. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at crushitwinesb. If you have questions or suggestions, please email us at info at crushitwinesb.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to spread the word and support our show. And if you'd like to show your support even more and help keep the wine flowing, visit our Patreon. Cheers.